0: Hello and welcome. You're now listening to the 2028 Podcast, your one-stop hub for getting quality content on becoming the next millionaire investor. Hi, I'm Tizen. And I'm Vince. And we'll be leading you through our digestible SWOT analysis on complex business operations. And we'll judge whether they'll sink or swim. Now between the two of us, we have 10 years of solid business analytical experience. And we want to impart with you the tools necessary not to just survive, but thrive as an investor. Hey Vince,
1: let me ask you this. You
0: just bought a new graphics card, didn't you?
1: You know, I did. You know, Tizen, you helped me out with building a brand new computer and I needed a good graphics card. So I got the 3070. Mm. Yeah, how was that? Honestly, it's a huge, huge step
0: up. Yeah, I know before you didn't have a desktop so you were using your laptop for everything, right?
1: Yeah, honestly, before then I thought my laptop was pretty great. For my Mm. graphics card for my laptop, it had the MX250.
0: Oh, okay. The, that's the GeForce, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Same company, same everything. Just MX 250. Mm. And I do know that we looked it up and we saw the ranking. Now the ranking was uh, less than stellar, to put it, to put it bluntly.
0: But the new graphics—it comes out what? Oh like in God. tenth place?
1: It was like, uh, yeah, tenth place. Tenth place out of like 600. It's that's not, not bad. bad. It's not bad. Yeah, the 3070. I have no complaints about that whatsoever. Yeah, mm. it was a little bit pricey, but you know, for the
0: performance, I think it's worth it. Nice yeah i actually have the uh quadro quadro rtx 6000 so it was pretty pricey when i bought it but Mm -hmm. not gonna lie it is amazing i mean it sounds like a powerhouse but i mean like oh it's a beast i think that's like if you want to be
1: creative you need a good graphics card
0: yeah i mean no matter what you're doing like let's say you're recording something or Mm -hmm. editing something or even like working on like complete uh, like complex graphics you kind of need something really powerful
1: yeah, and even like with data science, you need you need a good graphics card to do all those high computations with machine learning and AI stuff. Plus, like mm-hmm. like you said, with like if you want to do CAD, like or arch- architecture or engineering, you kind of need a good graphics You have to, to have something. Before it was like it was an option. Now
0: it's a necessity to operate in this kind of economy. Exactly. And so, guys, that brings us to today's episode. Today we're gonna analyze and do a SWOT for
1: Nvidia. That's right, T's and Nvidia. Is it all hype? Is it a great company? Who knows? We'll find out by the end of today's episode. But first,
0: let's begin and talk a little
1: bit about what exactly NVIDIA is. That's right, Tizen. Now, if we talk about NVIDIA, we really have to talk about their founder and CEO, which is Jensen Huang. Mm -hmm. Now, Jensen, he's been there since the beginning. In fact, he helped co-found the company in 1993, and he's been there since highs and lows.
0: Okay, okay.
1: So he's really responsible for bringing NVIDIA to where it is today.
0: So how much of uh, NVIDIA does he own, do you know?
1: Yeah, so he owns roughly around 18 million shares of NVIDIA, but for a guy that's been there since the beginning, that's kind of worth it.
0: And what, like right now it's around like $550 a share, so uh, that's, a, that's a really good number. He's, uh, he's doing pretty well for himself right now. Yeah.
1: Even though he's the biggest sole individual owner, he's not the actual biggest owner of NVIDIA.
0: I'm guessing uh, there's other investors like obviously Vanguard and like BlackRock. I mean,
1: you know, Vanguard pretty much owns everything and BlackRock, what, it's like one of the biggest hedge fund companies out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So number one goes to Vanguard and Vanguard owns around 48 million shares of Nvidia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Number two goes to FMR LLC at 44 okay. million shares. Number three mm-hmm. goes to, everyone knows, BlackRock and they BlackRock. own- BlackRock. Of course. And they own around 43 million shares oh okay yeah and number four goes to state street corporation at 25 million shares.
0: Oh, not bad not bad
1: yeah like to be fair what Jensen owns around 18 million shares as of January 3rd and he's not that far off from these major corporations who own like a whole lot of Nvidia Mm.
0: so he's got a pretty big pull it's not bad that's not bad I mean you know he was the one who started it so exactly makes sense and like since his inception like as of today they really focus on
1: two different fields of operations, their GPUs and Tegra processors.
0: Now, I do know that the GPU was created in 1999. Am I right? Yeah,
1: that's correct. In fact, NVIDIA is the one that actually created or invented GPUs. Oh, GPUs itself. Yeah, they created GPUs.
0: Mm -hmm. So before that, there was no such
1: thing as graphical processors. I mean, there was graphical graphics and processors, but like, they're the ones that really mainstreamed it and made it its own sec- separate entity from the actual motherboard itself.
0: Mm, gotcha, gotcha. I do know that there are quite a number of different types of graphics cards, like GPUs. There's uh, certain ones called uh, GeForce, which are actually for uh, PC gaming. You have uh, there's a new thing called uh, GeForce Now, okay. which I believe is in-, in inside the Nvidia Shield. Interesting. So. If you think about it, it's one of those, what is it? Cloud gaming councils.
1: So they've gone beyond like physical GPUs. It's more like cloud-based as well. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
0: So it, it's located in a designated, you know, server base. Mm. Okay. But it runs through your internet. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they have the quadros, which are... They're, uh, top level and they're made for like working with AutoCAD or video editing or for creatives. Oh, So, so that's like, the one that so I have.
1: If you're like a video maker, you need mm. a quadro?
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't need it. You can still use a GeForce, mm-hmm. but the quadros are like the top tier. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I do know that if you're trying to do like deep learning or accelerated graphics, they actually have something called the NVIDIA Tesla. Does it have any now, relationship
1: to Tesla, the company? No. No. No, no,
0: no, no. It okay. has no relation to Tesla company, but...
1: Yeah, when you said... I, G- I, I like, yeah, they just... When you said, like, NVIDIA, Tesla, they're like, oh, wow, they are doing a collaboration with Tesla.
0: Yeah, I mean, you would think that they're doing a collaboration, but mm-hmm. nope. It's actually completely different. Huh. And let's say, like, people who are, you know, scientists, researchers, developers, or, like, anyone working with AI, mm-hmm. they use a different form of graphics called the DGX.
1: DGX. What is that?
0: Yeah. They actually have more cores. Oh, so they're okay. able to run more complex scenarios and like more complex coding. Hmm.
1: Okay. Now there's one more, right?
0: They also have the EGX.
1: Yes, the EGX.
0: And they're actually for accelerated AI. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so those like... are for like the high advanced. They're like almost for like uh, what's it? Like supercomputer level. Hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. So, like,
1: I know, like, in school, they always said, like, oh, if you want to do machine learning, just get a GPU or get a good GPU. But that's not the case. They really uh, subset the GPUs into different categories based upon what you need. So, you can say, like, oh, I've got a good GPU. Well, what are you really using your GPU for? And that's really cool about what NVIDIA is doing. They're, custod- they're custom tailoring
0: each GPU based upon what your needs are, which is pretty nice. Yeah. So, like, you don't have to get, like a crazy, ex- like, crazy expensive, like, high one if you're just gonna do like PC gaming. Yes. Or like editing. You know, you can Mm -hmm. just choose which one and it's tailored just for that use. Nice.
1: Now another field of operation that they do is besides GPU is Tegra Processor. Tizen, what is a Tegra processor?
0: So the Tegra processor it's basically a graphics for a mobile device or any handheld device. Okay, I got it. Right. So they do use it for some mobile devices. Okay. But not really a whole lot because it's mostly Snapdragon and Qualcomm that takes over.
1: So, Snapdragon and Qualcomm—they're mm-hmm. not part of NVIDIA, right? They're two different no, companies. No,
0: they're two different companies, but they take over the the market share. They have market. A,
1: yeah, a larger market share. Gotcha.
0: They also use Tegras for their uh, Shield. Shield. So remember right. the remember the NVIDIA Shield that I was talking about? Yes, yes. You're
1: the AI cloud stuff, right? Yeah, it's cloud gaming. Gotcha. Okay.
0: Yeah, so technically, you know, you don't need a powerful computer or a powerful console. Mm-hmm. You just plug in the device your computer. I mean, uh, my bad. You just plug in the device your TV and click an Ethernet cord. Okay. And you're good to go. Wow, that's pretty cool. That sounds actually really good. And I do know that Tegra is also in their AI computing realm. Okay, AI. So that's AGX like, program, um, right? Yes. So that's for uh, self-driving vehicles. They also do uh, medical uh, instruments mm-hmm. and also robotics, I believe.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's just like astounding. Like NVIDIA, like before the episode, before doing research for the episode, I thought like, oh, NVIDIA, cool. Graphics cards, no, no big deal. And I was wondering why all the hi- what the,
0: all the hype was about. Like, why is their stock price doing so well? But mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about it, they, their stock price has skyrocketed since COVID hit. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't blame
1: cause... that. Like, what, graphics card people are at home. They want to game. They want to do stuff at home. But not just gaming. It's it's revolutionary. If you want to do more advanced stuff, stuff in any field, you need great graphics card. And NVIDIA, what, they're a trailblazer in this entire industry. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and if you also think about it, since uh, the quarantine happened, everyone's working from home, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of people who, at their workplace, they use multiple monitors or, like, they run certain processes in the background. Mm. So they couldn't do that at home because they probably don't have an advanced system. So, you know, they had to get new systems or they had to build a new system. Wow. And their sales have skyrocketed since that.
1: Yeah. I mean, we'll definitely talk more about like their sales and all that good stuff in our SWOT analysis. But it just, it goes to show like NVIDIA is turning into a, from a wants to more or less a need. And guys, that brings us to our SWOT analysis. Now, teasing we've already discussed that the huge industry of nvidia but
0: let's talk about their strengths so for the strengths i i would say that the biggest strength that they have is that
1: they actually created cuda cuda oh so what yeah. is cuda exactly
0: well cuda actually enables a developer to enhance or like get the raw power of the computing so now what that means okay. is that it allows applications to harness the raw power. So it'll allow them to run faster and smoother. So let's say you're using any Adobe products, right? Sure. Mostly it's designed for CUDA. Okay. Right. So what CUDA does is it enables, it enables any program to use the graphics card instead of the actual computer. So instead of putting pressure Mm. on the CPU or the memory, it uses more on the graphics card. So it'll allow it to run faster or render. Now,
1: now, CUDA is a software built on top of the GPU. That's correct, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I do know, like, the reason why they, you, like, people in Adobe want to use a GPU instead of like their CPU because a GPU has a whole lot of parallel processes that can happen at the same time, versus yeah. like what a CPU. They only have how many cores? Like on average, like.
0: I mean on average it's usually like eight
1: eight cores so like but you have unless, eight you, unless you get
0: something yeah unless you get something that's high up like mm-hmm. the i7 extreme or the i9s you know which would mm-hmm. have like anywhere between 12 to 20 cores
1: so that means like they could do 20 pr- things at a time okay that's not bad but mm-hmm. with the gpu any sort of gpu they could do instead of doing 12 things at a time they could do
0: thousands of things at a time yeah so that's a huge but difference. it also depends on like how powerful their graphics card is
1: Yes, that's 100% true.
0: And what a lot of people do is they have something called an SLI. Okay. So it bridges multiple graphics cards together, mm. which would give it even more power and more computing. Dang.
1: I mean, dang, that is that is pretty wild that Nvidia actually created CUDA. I, knew, I but I do know that they do have a competitor which is OpenCL. But that's for AMD.
0: That's for AMD, but it's not as good as CUDA. At least from what I no, read, it's not it's not as advanced mm-hmm. as CUDA. Yeah, but it is, it is good for certain some things.
1: Gotcha. I know Apple also uses OpenCL as well, but mm-hmm. it's from also like what I'm hearing, it's not obviously it's not as good as CUDA, which is native to yeah. NVIDIA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We said at the top of the episode, NVIDIA really they invented the GPU itself. Like, yeah, yeah, in 1999. Have, yeah, in 1999, they started it off, which means they had a huge head start compared to the competition, such as AMD, such as any other industry. But they have such a good advantage. Now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: the reason why they have such a huge advantage is because they are really investing heavily on their R&D. Now, hmm. to date, they've invested around $20 billion in R&D. Oh, okay. Yeah, so since inception, they've spent $20 billion in R&D. Which, I mean, mm-hmm. for any sort of industry, it's important to spend on R&D, but as a tech industry, it's vital to invest mm-hmm. in R&D, because Moore's Law, everything's just growing at an exponential rate. Now, mm-hmm. if you want to be in the forefront of technology, you need to do that. And in fact, on their corporate standing and their corporate reports, their quarterly reports stated that they have superseded Moore's Law. Really? That, might, that might be a marketing strategy, that might just be verbatim, but they claim mm-hmm. to be developing faster than Moore's Law
0: now if you think about it they're actually in almost every single field really now yeah they're actually in the financial services for like deep
1: and machine learning what hold on so machine learning can you give me an example of why would they be in the financial services
0: because like it's a graphics card
1: why would they need graphics cards
0: i mean so if you were to think about like ai powered banking right okay so banking that is on your mobile devices. You know how like normally you would, uh, to bank, you would go to the bank. Yes. You would go see the tellers and all that, right? But nowadays everything's moving towards like the cloud base.
1: So it's more automation also.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So what it does is it allows them to automate everything and to basically offload a bunch of routines and tasks and accelerate the whole process.
1: Mm, -hmm. dang, Mm that's actually pretty cool.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, trading. Yes. You know, traders use a lot of GPU-powered hardware. Mm,
1: so that really enhances the competition amongst people who have more GPUs.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because if, if you think about it, if you're thinking about, like, a trading platform, right? Yes. If you were to go to the stock exchange, like, a person working there, they, they don't have just one or two monitors. Mm-hmm. They can have anywhere between, like, eight to even, like, ten monitors running at the same time, and each one of them are pulling in real time information. Mm. Now to run everything and to get all those numbers clearly on there within a fraction of a millisecond, you need like a huge computing power.
1: I do know like now the field is turning towards more automated investing. Mm -hmm. I know they have like those AIs that are able to like download everything like that. Do machine learning or deep learning to figure out when is a perfect time to make those buys, make those sells. Mm-hmm. And just like th- those split milliseconds can mean the difference of millions or billions of dollars. Yep, it's freaking wild. Yeah. So, say for example, it's not just like with investing. It's also like you don't have to be an investor to take reap the benefits of a whole bunch of GPUs. Say for example, mm-hmm. you're a regular Joe who banks with uh, I don't know, uh, American Express as an example. They mm-hmm. actually use their GPUs to actually help prevent cybercrime. In fact. Mm. They, with NVIDIA GPUs, they've roughly cut down the cost of cybercrime by 0.8% of the worldwide uh, GDP. Really? Yeah, and it's a lot. The GPUs help them tremendously. Now, it's really because of this technology called long short term memory networks. Now, long short term memory networks is just like deep learning. And as we said, deep learning requires a whole lot of GPUs, a whole lot Mm -hmm. of machine learning. And because Mm -hmm. of that, people don't have to worry so much about the security of their finances
0: that's cool that's cool i mean one of the biggest areas in the finance i guess that the gpu comes into play is actually mining bitcoins My- or oh. cryptocurrencies wow just like uh, our last podcast that we did that is about true. ether hmm yeah you know so you need these powerful graphics cards in order to mine Now, if you guys want to learn more about cryptocurrencies, go check out our previous episode, episode three of the 202A podcast. That's
1: right. It's a great episode and you learn a whole lot. And you know, if anything, this episode fills in a whole lot of gaps if you don't know much about GPUs over there.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, not just the financial field, it's actually heavily into the healthcare field, Mm. the higher learning, different industrial. And the biggest one I would say is media and entertainment. Why do you say that? Well, because if you think about it... uh, any media or entertainment, like let's say you're watching Netflix or like, you know, whatever streaming service, right? Uh-huh. All the movies, all the shows that is produced on there is actually rendered and created using, you know, like editing software.
1: As a very practical example, Teason, you and I, we actually have a YouTube channel called It's Five O'Clock. Now, we do. We do. Now, it's, it's a great channel. If you guys want to check it out, definitely check it out.
0: We basically show you how to make complex drinks. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and make it—we do it in a fun and entertaining way. But with graphics cards, I was editing on my laptop. Now my laptop, teasing you could attest, it was kind of crap trying to render any little thing. Oh, it would take days. It would take days, and it would crash on me. It was just awful. Now Mm. I changed over from my crappy GPU. Like yeah, it was from Nvidia, but it was a very crappy one. To a 3070, and oh my god, it's like night and day.
0: You transitioned from a laptop to a dedicated CPU. Yes. I mean, a dedicated GPU, I mean. hmm Yeah, so it gives you more raw power.
1: It does, yeah. So,
0: I mean, tell me, like, how was your editing process after that? Honestly, that was what- was a whole
1: experience. What took me days, literally, I kid you not, what would take me, like, at least two, three days would take me four hours, max.
0: And that's, like, the sheer power of it.
1: And, like, that's just, it goes back to, like, NVIDIA. They produce technology, which is phenomenal and makes my life so much easier.
0: Yeah. I mean, another sector that they're actually in is the public sector. Mm -hmm. And just like you said earlier, they do deal with cybersecurity and uh, actually autonomous machining. What do you mean by by autonomous machining? Yeah, well, autonomous machining is basically if you've ever seen like those videos where they show amazon's headquarters i mean amazon's warehouses right okay they have those machines that go around map out different places go and pick up certain things from certain locations right Mm. okay so they actually use nvidia chips to process those so they use that for like their robotics and all that
1: oh wow that is really cool that's really Mm -hmm.
0: cool yeah. Th- I mean, they also use it for uh, retail, robotics, smart cities, and even telecommunication, which I'm like, mm, I haven't really seen it in the telecommunication market, but yeah, I guess they're getting into it. Gotcha. And well, they are also major in the supercomputing.
1: Yeah. I mean, like with supercomputing, there's like no competition. Like NVIDIA like, like, they're there. Yeah. It's the top. Yes. It's number one. Mm-hmm. You listen, yeah. Teasing. You just listed like a whole... I think you pretty much list every industry out there known to mankind that involves computer and mm-hmm. whatever industry is out there that involves a computer Nvidia
0: is there, whether it's anything electronic mm-hmm. that, you know, has an output display or has any information that's moving around. Yes. NVIDIA is in there.
1: Wow. I mean, not gonna lie. That's a huge, that's a huge market right there for them.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, yeah, we listed a whole bunch of different like cryptocurrencies like ether. We've listed uh, Neo. Yeah, I mean, they have got some some good strengths, but they don't have this strength. They don't have the ability to pierce or enter in any market that they want.
0: One of the, I would say another greatest strength that they have Mm -hmm. is the fact that they actually don't directly manufacture them.
1: No, what do you mean by that? Oh, wait, Nvidia doesn't manufacture their own graphics cards?
0: No, they actually outsource it. So, they use a strategy called the Fabulous Manufacturing Strategy.
1: What What's the Fabulous Manufacturing Strategy?
0: So, it allows them to keep their costs lower. And they outsource to companies like Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. And believe it or not, they actually manufactured with Samsung. Okay, Samsung. We're talking about the mobile company. On, slash... The big
1: company, Samsung. The one that yes. makes our phones and all that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> they partnered with them in uh, December 19th of 2020. Whew. And they partnered with them... So that they can so that Samsung can help them create the RTX thirty eighty and the thirty nineties because their demand for those were way above. Wait, hold on. So I thought they already had a manufacturer. So they are they partnered up with Samsung
1: to produce more? Yeah, because their demand was way too high. Man, that's really cool. So let me get this straight. So NVIDIA, they're just more of a design they design
0: the chips, they design the graphics yeah, cards. So so they design it and they create it. They create mm-hmm. the technology behind it. Okay. And it's and they outsource it so that they can keep the costs lower. Mm, wow. I guess because that's they smarter. are because they are based in California. Yes. So instead of you know building and manufacturing it here, mm-hmm. they outsource it to you know Taiwan and like to Samsung. So it's much cheaper.
1: I mean, I guess that's a really good reason why their working capital is so high. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like we were looking over their their balance sheets and their financials, and we noticed that. From 2019 to 2020 of quarter four, their working capital increased by $10.9 billion. Mm-hmm.
0: That was uh somewhat close around like 40 something percent, right?
1: Yeah. Around 47% increase. Like it's oh freaking wild. It's freaking I mean, wild. that's crazy. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's a good strategy going to them. I mean, like they're making a lot of money. They have a whole mm. lot of demand and like they're mm. pretty much in every industry out there. I mean, NVIDIA is freaking amazing and I understand why there's so much hype about this company. Now, that was a whole bunch of strengths, but they do have a whole bunch of weaknesses. Like, say, for example, the biggest weakness that they do have is their supply and demand. Now, there is a whole lot of demand for NVIDIA, like their graphics card. Now that there's COVID, a lot of people mm-hmm. really want to get into uh, gaming. They're really So with gaming, they need a whole bunch of strong graphics cards. Mm-hmm. Now, in 2020, that led to an unprecedentedly high amount of demand for NVIDIA's graphics cards. Now, Tizen, you, you, for one, you know about the supply-demand issue. Their graphics cards, like, pretty much went out of stock virtually immediately after they started selling them.
0: So one of the biggest things is the fact that they are kind of seasonal. Mm -hmm. So they do release every six to eight months. Okay. Right. Now, what's kind of bad about this is that right when they release a new graphics card, Mm -hmm. you know, Obviously, there's a lot of people who buy it. But at the same time, there's a lot of scalpers that go mm. out and buy in bulks. Yeah. Now, they buy it not just for, like, gaming reasons or just to have it. They buy it because the cryptocurrency market is super high right now.
1: Oh, that right? makes sense. Yeah. So,
0: in order to mine, mm-hmm. you would need a good graphics card. So, all these scalpers would buy it and resell it for double, triple the price.
1: That's awful. And, like, it sucks for NVIDIA because... Nvidia, they're losing off on a whole bunch of capital gains right there. Like they lose Mm -hmm. on a whole bunch of opportunities to these scalpers who, what, you said make double, triple the value of the Mm -hmm. retail value of a graphics card?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would say one of the biggest things was the fact that, you know, COVID hit and they didn't really expect this much demand Mm. on graphics cards.
1: That is true. Yeah. I mean, It it was unprecedented, but I feel like they should have known. You know, I mean, they've been—they're an established company. They should know that there's a huge demand for this.
0: Mm Mhm. I mean, I feel like it recently became like a huge thing. Mm Mhm. But yeah, I I would say that they should have known.
1: They should. Yeah. I mean,
0: mean, they did ask uh, Samsung mm -hmm. for help. And they did come through, but it wasn't enough.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's a little too little too late, if you ask me. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, there's a lot of hype, but they've already... The damage is done. It's it's bad to their reputation.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that kind of sucks is mm-hmm. the fact that uh, their majority of revenue actually comes from, like, a limited number of customers. Oh, oh in right? what, so, what? So, for instance, so their biggest revenue right now actually comes from Dell. 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 Yeah, the computer company. Dell. Huh. And they—they're actually responsible for 11% of Nvidia's revenue. Ooh. Oh, My so God. Let's say—let's say for some reason they were to lose them, right? Yeah, they're kind of screwed. They're really
1: screwed. That's like—you know—they're in really running. big trouble.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, it's a legitimate possibility that
1: what Dell could go to uh, AMD. Yeah. Like, what's the stop if them? They have, if if Dell goes to AMD,
0: then you know.
1: Well, I can guarantee that if that news ever comes about, or if there are talks about Dell leaving Nvidia,
0: their stock prices will tank.
1: And it's a good time yeah, to sell they will tank out.
0: very bad. They'll yeah. tank. yes and i would say that another weakness that they had was that they released this new technology mm. called nvidia shield like i mentioned earlier okay right so they released that in 2015 i believe so like i mentioned earlier it's like a cloud gaming service so just like how you would have like a roku tv or what whatnot mm-hmm. you know they have this device that you plug onto the TV, and you can have access to, you know, Netflix, Hulu, or whatever streaming service. Okay. But at the same time, it also has a controller, and you can actually play games right on there without that sounds having amazing, a console actually. Or anything. Yeah, no yeah. console, just streaming games. That's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you would think that's good. Mm-hmm. But when it actually came out to the public and when people started using it, it was actually not Optimized,
1: Ugh. like so what, what do you mean by that like it wasn't optimized Did people have a bad experience so with it
0: people had a bad experience the the rendering was off you know the input lags were off and the graphics itself it was not that great so yeah. it kind of died you know that was like a mistake on them
1: yeah it sounds like they sh- uh, shot for the stars and what ended mm-hmm. up sinking didn't even leave yeah. the earth
0: Ooh. yeah so that did take an impact on them yeah but I mean, to this day, they still have uh, Nvidia Shield. They're just trying to fix all the things that messed up. Oh, and so they're trying again. They're still trying. Yeah, yeah, they're still trying.
1: Hmm, interesting. But
0: you know, I, I'm just like, at this point. Why even bother? Would it, yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, you know, now Xbox or like PlayStation, you know, most of their games are actually cloud-based. Oh yeah, that is true. And well, yeah,
1: PlayStation is Sony. Microsoft is, or well, Xbox. Is, Xbox is Microsoft. So those are like two big competitors to NVIDIA at that point. Why even bother? Like just focus on what you're good at, but I do know like that is horrible. But as an investor, say, for example, if you're buying into NVIDIA, you could have your money grow faster at a different pace. Mm. Now, as an example, I mean,
0: I mean, your money will grow. with NVIDIA Mm -hmm. because they are a established. Yes. And B, you know, they're they are in different fields. They are in different fields. But like
1: what we're trying to get at is like you have more opportunities elsewhere. Now, mm-hmm. as a benchmark, what we did was like we tried, a higher growth. Yeah, yeah. So what we did was we did a benchmark. And in 2016, uh, January 2016, we did a hypothetical situation or simulation where we invested $1,000 into the market, aka the S&P mm-hmm. 500. Now, if you invested $1,000 five years ago, today you would have $2,000. Not bad. Mm-hmm. You double your money. Yeah. Now, NVIDIA, for example, you invest $1,000 in January. Today, in January of 2021, you would make
0: That is really good.
1: I mean, yeah, that is really good. That's like what, $16,000 more than what you would make Mm -hmm. if you invested into the market, into the S&P 500.
0: Yeah, but let me ask you, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure there's another graphic company that does way better.
1: (laughs) There is actually another graphics company, and that's AMD. Now, Mm. same situation. You invested in AMD five years ago, Mm $1,000 into it. Today, if you invest $1,000, You would have made forty-five thousand two hundred thirty-five dollars. Whew. Yeah.
0: Hot damn.
1: Yeah, their rate of growth is over two and a half times down as much from Nvidia. I know. Like as a long investor, if you saw those two different things, you would be you'd be pissed off at yourself. Why didn't you invest in AMD? Now, AMD—they're—they're actually not doing so bad yet today. They're not as good as Nvidia. Like objectively, they're not Mm -hmm. as good as Nvidia. But. They're growing at a huge rate.
0: I, I think the biggest reason why is because, you know, Nvidia is more of a graphic, mm-hmm. like a graphic card company, right? Yes. While as AMD, they do both graphic and CPU.
1: They do. They really do. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about that, but Nvidia is really trying to get into that market as well, into the, the processors, into the architectural market as well. At this point, season, I think it's a little late, little, too little, too late compared to. Late. Yeah, kind of. Yeah.
0: But eh, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. they can try. If they do succeed, you know, that's a big win. Yeah. You know, you got a big graphic giant, you mm-hmm. know, if they were to create like a really good processor, you know, it's Intel would be destroyed.
1: Exactly. Now, another thing we looked at it. so say, for example, you're not a long investor. Say, for example, you're more of a day trader. You're a short term investor. Mm-hmm. We did. We normalized the S&P 500, NVIDIA and AMD in the span of five years. And what we've noticed is that AM, you would make a lot more money as a short term investor if you invested in AMD than if you invested in NVIDIA. Nvidia has a whole lot more volatility to it. Now, Tizen, in 2018, there was a big event that occurred in the entire GPU industry.
0: I mean, in 2018, in October, actually, uh, Nvidia had a very big stock collapse. So basically, there were concerns about, like, you know, interest rates going up mm-hmm. and slow global economies, right? Yes. And there were also the escalating, uh, and also uh, what was escalating was a trade war between China. Mm-hmm. And that actually caused NVIDIA stocks to decline a whopping 25%. Ooh, wow. 25%. 25%. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, it took them a while to get back up. Mm-hmm. But who got up quicker was AMD.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at the graphic graph right now. And it looks like before then, uh, NVIDIA was doing quite well compared to mm-hmm. AMD. And after that, I mean, NVIDIA never really quite recovered. It never really superseded AMD after that moment, after 2018. Nope. No, mm-hmm. NVIDIA is still at the top. And it looks like, yeah, the volatility of NVIDIA is so much more drastic than AMD. I mean, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense because what? NVIDIA, they outsource a whole lot of their manufacturing to Chinese companies. Yeah. I mean, Taiwan. So, and because of that, because of the trade war, like they, Samsung- You know, Taiwan, they have problems. They have problems. Exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it makes sense. It really does make sense. That's a huge, huge weakness.
0: So yeah, I mean, they do have some weaknesses, but at the same time, they have a great number of opportunities that actually comes into play. Yeah, that's right, Season,
1: and I believe one of their biggest opportunities that they have is the fact that GPUs are meant artificial intelligence. Now, Mm -hmm. we did talk a little bit about that in the beginning of the episode, but Mm -hmm. to recap, GPUs, they have thousands and thousands of, pro- of cores effectively that allows to do thousands of activities or thousands of things. Simultaneously. Happen. That's right. They do thousands of things simultaneously. And it's really cool because it has a, offers a whole lot of power and it does a whole lot of things. So you're uh-huh. able to accomplish
0: a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, the AI market, you know, it's becoming more and more, uh-huh. you know, and plus like now everything's becoming automated.
1: Exactly. And you need something to teach it and then AI is what it uh-huh. is.
0: Yeah now one of the other great opportunities that nvidia has is that because of their popularity and because they are number one mm-hmm. in the graphics industry uh, a lot of startups that's opening up they prefer using nvidia's gpus over their competitions
1: man that's like the power of brand recognition right there mm-hmm. yeah i mean and also it's not just startups it's with established industries as well like if you mm-hmm. talk about hospitals if you talk about medical research centers if you talk about anything besides gaming or video editing People are taking notice of NVIDIA and they really want to get a piece of that, of that action right there.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, going back to what you said about uh, gaming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, actually going back to what you were talking about uh, gaming, right? Mm-hmm. So within the last, uh, I think it was like four or five years, the biggest thing now is actually eSports. 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 So basically, uh, you know, like computer gaming. Okay, yeah. Now they they have there's a whole championships. For that and there's a whole lot of yeah. money to be won with that. It's a crap ton of money. Mm-hmm that's put into that and a lot of and a lot of these uh gamers they prefer using you know nvidia over amd i mean like it's name recognition it's like performance like i mean
1: if you're doing playing video games as a sport you need the best of the best if you Mm want to compete against any anyone else
0: so i feel like that is actually one of the one of a good
1: gaming is huge but they also want to expand away from gaming as well and this really comes in the form of like the acquisition of arm
0: yeah, so they actually did an acquisition of ARM for forty billion dollars. Forty billion dollars.
1: Yep. Oh, forty so billion dollars. Arm, I've never heard of this company before. What What is ARM?
0: Yeah, so what exactly is ARM? Well, they actually produce these microchips that's used in almost every single mobile-friendly device. Really. So yeah, so a bunch of companies that use them is actually Apple, Samsung, uh, Amazon, Qualcomm, and even Huawei. Huawei. Right. The, the, the
1: major major phone company
0: mm-hmm. wow. yeah so i mean it's a chipset that is used to process certain things and it can be found in even you know like your wearable watch like mm-hmm. you know your smart watch that you have yes that or basically any mobile device so like we said earlier they are getting into the telecommunication market for sure. okay so this is one way of them getting into it
1: oh okay so that okay and for 40 billion dollars is that approved or is it still pending approval
0: yeah so it's actually not approved yet okay it's actually pending approval from uh the european oh. union the united states japan and even china
1: gotcha so once all four of those major uh countries approve of this then the merger is going then to they will this.
0: get into it mm-hmm. gotcha yeah gotcha. and then uh nvidia is basically going to provide uh the arm licenses okay and give them access to nvidia's designs okay well that makes sense i mean it's a great opportunity they're really branching out to literally branching out to everything and yeah i mean if you think about it i mean Once they do, they're going to become, you know, part of all these microprocessors. They're going to be in tablets, cell phones, Mm -hmm. uh, autonomous vehicles, and even like, you know, your household appliances, like smart washing machines, stuff like that. Yeah. Smart smart devices. I feel
1: like it's just like a matter of time before NVIDIA becomes a household name. Now, with NVIDIA, even though they have so many great opportunities going
0: on in the future, I'm sure they have major competitors, they have major threats. Oh, yeah, they do have quite a number of threats actually mm-hmm. one of them being the fact that they actually failed to meet their demands hmm. cuz you know the supply and demand issue that they had was pretty bad you're talking about the now, one in
1: 2020 right
0: yeah the fact that you know they ran out of you know the 3070s and the 3080s and the 3090s hmm. you know that actually allowed amd to fulfill their demands so amd they're still in stock right yeah they're still in stock oh
1: that's it's really just bad. that
0: yeah, it's just that Nvidia, they're actually out of stock.
1: Ooh, so Nvidia is like it's pricier. It's already pricier as it is, but even if you buy it from a, a third party, it's going to be really, really pricey.
0: Mhm.
1: Well, yeah, really it's going to cool.
0: be. It can be double or even triple
1: the like, retail price. Yeah, I can I can't imagine like people who actually switch over from Nvidia to AMD. They might switch their brand loyalty from Nvidia to AMD. I
0: mean. Yeah, they could.
1: They could. Ooh, that, that's actually not. Yeah,
0: that, that's like one of the biggest threats that yeah. I see.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, another threat that I see comes from this article published by High Performance Computing. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a scientific paper where they compared, objectively compared, two different graphics cards. Now, the two Mm -hmm. graphics cards that they compared it is the NVIDIA's V100, the 16 gigabit Mm -hmm. one, compared to the AMD Radon 7. Okay. Yeah, so what they did over there with this test is that they performed 2,800 different uh, test matrices and tested them based on optimal kernels versus on the amd hip sparse library versus the nvidia cu sparse library okay now what they found out was that through running all these different uh test matrices well it's no joke but they found out that the nvidia's v100 is faster than the radon uh v7 or the radon 7. okay so that's good that you would think that's good that is good but what they found out is from a price performance ratio amd was a lot better than nvidia now if you looked at the price the nvidia v100 that retails for seven thousand dollars cool now the amd seven radon, grand yeah the am amd radon seven that retails for around twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars much better that's much much better even though they didn't Ooh. perform amd didn't perform as well as nvidia they did hold up pretty well and they are more affordable yeah so, i mean
0: i would rather get two of the amds yeah two of the bring them together v 100 you
1: know oh 100 percent hundred mm-hmm. percent so that's a big threat like yeah they have they're losing their brand loyalty to amd and they're potentially losing their price performance ratios to amd
0: mm-hmm. it's pretty scary yeah i mean another threat that they face is the fact that you know like since rapid technology growth mm-hmm. uh it actually becomes more difficult to remain with the cutting edge technology so you're saying have.
1: it will cost them more in R&D yeah. to become ahead to of the produce
0: competition. more and more Mm. You know, advanced systems.
1: Oh, that's really not good. That's yeah.
0: Really... yeah, and uh, another threat would be the fact that AMD actually produces more affordable units. Mm. You know, so if you were to buy the same spec graphics card from AMD or NVIDIA, mm-hmm. AMD would be much cheaper. I gotcha. Ooh, mm-hmm. That's
1: not good. I can imagine that... I mean, I guess we'll talk more about that later in this one analysis, but I can imagine that younger kids who cannot afford graphics cards, mm-hmm. they would probably, instead be growing up with nvidia they grow up with amd and then yep. eventually they'll grow up as an adult when they actually do have a lot more money to spend they will keep they sticking. still choose amd because they're used to it exactly oh that's not mm-hmm. good now according to their 2020 quarter four reports mm-hmm. nvidia acknowledges that they face a big problem and that problem is from hacking and security and data breaches. now they've addressed like it like hacking the past. nvidia itself yeah nvidia to their graphics cards and their graphics cards are compromisable okay. now they acknowledge this is a past uh, issue but they also acknowledge that this will be a reoccurring issue, even going forward. Oh, yeah, that's now, not good. The latest uh, patch that they did was actually on January 8th of 2021.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, that patch was to actually cover up like any, sort of, uh, uh, any of the 30 series. Now, the 30 series, mm-hmm. they were really susceptible to DOS attacks, data tampering and information ah. disclosures. Now, mm-hmm. if you did the patch, if you did the update, you're okay, but before then, it's kind of susceptible to getting your data. So mm-hmm. it is a bit scary. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I mean, hey, at least they were able to patch it, but the fact that it's reoccurring, yeah, yeah that's kind of a... Not that great. I mean, if know?
1: it's hackable, it's hackable, and NVIDIA knows yeah. this, but it sucks that this is a this is going to be a reoccurring issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I would say the last threat that they face is the fact that, you know, they rely on third parties for their supply in tech. That's true. Because, what, they outsource everything, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're actually not meeting... Their demands, mm. you know, it it kind of sucks. Yeah, they can't I mean, be
1: control of the actual supply demand chain or like the actual manufacturing process. Say, for example, their quality isn't up to their par. They can't mm. really do anything about
0: that. I mean, that and like let let's say for some reason, you know, like Nvidia ordered, uh let's say like fifty thousand or like a hundred fifty thousand, uh, the next coming, you know, forty tens or forty twenties. Mm-hmm. You know, and and their manufacturers cannot meet up to that. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's on them. You know. Yeah. I mean, what can they do at that point?
1: They really can't do anything about that. I mean, they can't really micromanage Mm -hmm. them because it's not within their entire realm. Yeah. That sucks.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. But guys, there you have it. That was our SWOT analysis of NVIDIA. That's right, Tizen. Now, I got to ask you,
1: with NVIDIA, there is a whole lot of hype going on with the company. Mm -hmm. But do you think they'll sink or swim?
0: I definitely think that they will swim. Okay. I mean, the reason why, I mean... You know they created the gpus yes you know back in 1999 mm-hmm. so they're in this from the start so there's no way that they're gonna sink. now are they gonna you know blow up like crazy uh maybe not but they might because of the fact that they're trying to acquisition arm mm. you know once they do that they'll be more invested into the mobile device department
1: i agree i think it's a smart move on them to expand on their actual market of like, uh, GPUs and TerraGra processors or Tegra mm-hmm. processors. Te- Tegra processors. Tegra mm-hmm. processors. Yeah, it's a good move to go on that part because what their biggest competition is AMD. There's hands down. There's mm-hmm. there's no there's no avoiding yep. that. And AMD, what they are literally everywhere. They do processors. They do graphics cards. They do, what, almost anything and everything. Well, that's I feel like that's my biggest concern. It, it's AMD. Now mm-hmm. we did look at the finance as an investor. If you want to make a lot of money. Actually, you would make more money if you had it invested in AMD than if you invested in Nvidia. Yeah, and the fact that their growth is growing much faster than Nvidia's, it's kind of worrisome. And I pre- mean,
0: mm-hmm. but then again, uh, another way to look at it is that Nvidia is pretty steady. You know, mm-hmm. it's a steady incline. Yeah, so- that's
1: what I'm worried about too. Yeah, they have a steady incline, but uh here here's an analogy that I've got.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have the uh, yeah Ford, right? Have- yeah. Ford pretty much like a modernized what the uh, car is back in what the 19th in the 20th century but mm-hmm. today a Ford isn't like as good as it used to be like you have other better brands such as like say for example if you want a more reliable car you have a Toyota you have a Volkswagen you have many different things and if you have luxury you don't think of Ford you think about a Bentley or Rolls-Royce for example mm-hmm. I feel like this is the same situation that Nvidia is facing yeah they invented the GPU and I do think I do agree with you I think they'll be there for the long haul but I don't know if they will be the best. I don't think they will hold the number one market share for a very long time.
0: Hmm. I mean, I'd have to kind of disagree with you. Mm -hmm. Only because, you know, they are getting ARM. And once Mm -hmm. they do get ARM, you know, they start creating microchips and all that good stuff. But also, they are trying to get into, like, creating CPUs. That is true. Now, if they do and they become really good, Mm -hmm. you know, they can easily take over AMD.
1: I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't think it's easy. They could easily take over um, AMD.
0: I, I think- mean, right now, like, NVIDIA is really good with their graphics, right? Their graphics card is number one. Oh, yeah. There's the no reason question why. About that. Yeah. The reason why AMD is number one is actually because of their processors.
1: Yeah. That is true.
0: Yeah. You so know, because, like-, like, you know, like before, you know, like they were, like, AMD and Intel was, mm-hmm. like, head to head. The in, uh, like Intel had the i9 series mm-hmm. and that was a powerful processor yes and then AMD came out with the Ryzen 9 which was very similar right it was yeah. in the same spectrum but then AMD released the uh, Threadrippers mm. that was like a whole new type of uh, processor and that was I would say like 40-50% way better than the i9 processors yeah. and that's what really took off AMD and that's why AMD right now is actually a better you know processor and exactly I
1: feel like at that, that point you're just like proving my point they, they are they've destroyed like more or less not destroyed Intel but they are better than Intel at this point objectively yeah, I speaking I mean
0: they are better than Intel and yeah.
1: that's because like you, like you said they focus first on the processors now they're switching mm. their gears towards um, GPUs who's to say that I they mean, won't do the they, same they've thing always with been
0: like they've always had both mm-hmm. but they just you know they just got like the best uh, processor out last year like second quarter
1: yeah that's true I mean that's true
0: I mean now like you know if AMD were to have like you know another graphics card that comes out that is like you know way better than the 3090 at a way more affordable rate which they probably will Mm -hmm. you know yeah I can see them doing better but at the same time I kind of have a feeling Nvidia they might have something up their sleeves within the next six months I don't
1: know I feel like yeah I mean yeah if you're talking about like objectivity like which is better um, like objectively then mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. I see. Like at least for the next five or so years, Nvidia will definitely have the hands up. But with okay. their supply and demand issue that really took place, mm-hmm. AMD still has uh, supply available. Nvidia doesn't. Yep. That yep. is a big. And considering like with COVID and everything like that people are transitioning to AMD stuff, just like not because it's the best, but because like it's available. It's to more play. affordable. It's more affordable. And, and like 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 we mentioned before, it's like a younger demographic will probably grow up with AMD. They'll have more mm-hmm. of a preference with AMD. And then they'll mm. transition their preference when they become adults so it's the next generation mm. and that's a big huge mm. thing that if nvidia really wants to crush the competition with amd they really need to solve get their act together and figure out their supply and demand issue
0: okay okay so i'm guessing uh your two cents on it would be that it will swim i mean right? yeah, nvidia
1: there is so. no question that i i agree there's no question that nvidia will swim it's mm. just with amd i feel like i don't know i feel like within like five six years i think amd will be the go-to company when it comes to processors Mm. and gpus
0: Mm. gotcha gotcha now i do know that nvidia stock right now is at 554
1: Mm -hmm. that's true
0: so i mean they have been getting a really good rate like they're they have been bullish Mm -hmm. so i do think that by the time they come out with the next graphics card they will have like a better you know like supply and demand rate and i have a feeling that price might increase to the high 80s 800
1: and by what time by year end by of next with, year? within
0: the next uh within the next seven to eight months
1: seven to eight months okay mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean that, i think that's a fair assumption i think it's a fair assumption mm-hmm. i mean i mean definitely Like, if you buy shares of nvidia you definitely can't go wrong as an investor yeah that.
0: and i mean the fact that they already got ARM mm-hmm. or they're pending, approval. Well, they're
1: pending approval yeah just so long yeah. as like yeah just as long as the u.s eu and everything like that everything's okay then yeah but if arm yeah. fail falls through then
0: yeah then it's like one it's of those uh, you know so it's, it's like a 50 50 gig but mm-hmm. even without that like yeah, it's yeah. a stock that will grow
1: oh 100 yeah I, I you know that it, I it's not
0: just gonna drop
1: no i don't think so but i don't know for me personally if it were me i would invest more in amd than in nvidia mm-hmm.
0: you know i mean a- mm-hmm. amd is better with the returns you I, know like I think so because uh I mean, I would say like if if you want to go with the safe bet mm-hmm. with like no risk, I would say do Nvidia. But yeah. if you're willing to have a little bit of risk mm-hmm. for a higher reward, definitely go with AMD. I think so because they are doing much better, and they are processors and everything. They are you know mm-hmm. next level, next They're, gen.
1: They're next gen. But like, I mean, overall, Tizen. I I give Nvidia like an A. Like as a company, wise mm-hmm. like doing like inventing the GPU, doing mm-hmm. as well as they are doing. Yeah, I mean, easy swim.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a solid company. And guys, that was our episode on Nvidia. Now, if you like what you heard and have an opinion about our analysis, don't forget to go on Facebook or Instagram at Two O Two A Podcast and leave a comment. And we'll check them out and let you know what we think.
1: Let us know if you want us to do an analysis on a company, and who knows, it might just be featured in a later installment of the Two O Two A Podcast. And guys, I'm Tezun, and I'm Vince, and this is the Two O Two A Podcast, and we're out.